Hello, all you beautiful people, and welcome back to In The Mix. My name's Nick Hansen. Alongside me is Isaac Goldblatt. How you doing today? Doing pretty well. Pleasure to be here in the booth with you. And going to get down to brass tacks about, about the Des Moines Challenge. Yeah, so we're here at the True Bank Des Moines Challenge presented by Discraft. It is the stop before Worlds, um, which people are very excited about. But, you know, we've got to get this Elite Series under our belt first. Uh, Pickard Park, uh, tell us about it a little bit. Pickard Park is a nice open style park uh, with lots of different OBs that will challenge your players. But there's a mix of wooden shots and open bomb shots. So you really got to have all types of tools in your bag to, to get to the top score. Yeah, it's nice to see that we have multiple holes under 300 feet on an elite level um, course and event. Because um, they do require good shot shaping to get the birdie, and there's also plenty of OB that you can have troubles. Yeah, for sure. It's not draining to go par 4, par 4, or even like a hard par 5 after one another, where in this, you, you have some ace runs where even right away, you can stay refreshed, attack, and have different opportunities. Yeah. So the tournament itself has uh, achieved a record. Um, the most cash ever for a three-day event, so <laughs> congratulations on that purse. That's freaking sick. Upwards of $100,000. Um, so congratulations on the sponsorships that you were able to acquire. Thank you for sponsoring the event, um, all the sponsors out there. But let's get right into it. Um, the event was... A little up and down, to yeah. say the least. To start, uh, yeah, to start at least you could say that. So get into why that is in the first round here. So on our first round, on a, we had a feature <coughs> card of uh, we had uh, Andrew Fish, Simon Lazat, uh, Nicholas Antala, and uh, Benjamin Callaway. It was a, an amazing round one card. And we got all the way through to uh, hole 18 where Simon Lazat was setting up for his approach to the green. All the other players were ready to put in their, uh, their, their, their putts for the, the finished round one. And there was a lightning, lightning strike, and there was a weather call, and we had to sit. And tell us, uh, you were in a similar boat. You played that day. Yeah, so I played that day, and I was, we, got, we actually were the first card, or the last card that fully got done. We had the card right before you, so we were able to actually finish our round. Um, but the call was made, what would you say, about three hours later that they were going to postpone play until the next day? For sure. We were waiting around, uh, figuring out usually a lightning strike means that there's going to be a 30 minute wait. We're going to reevaluate. And that, that turned into an hour, an hour and a half to three hours where they ended up canceling that day to, to resume play the, the next day. So to give you some numbers, 27 individuals finished on Friday and I think there was about six cards that still needed to tee off it was like seven cards yeah yeah so at 7 a.m. on Saturday those cards started teeing off everyone that was on the playing field went out to their lie that they had um, marked the previous, the previous day. day and they resumed play for what was then day two but round one yeah, so some players had to play two two full rounds, and uh, I mean that's some old school golf, and maybe even some of your amateurs out there, you know what it's like to play two rounds in one day. Got to remind these pros. Yeah, the elite players, they're the players that are traveling to the elite events are always playing one round event 
per day or mm-hmm. events that are one round a day. So them having to play two rounds, did you hear any grumblings or anything about it? I I mean, I, def- I definitely heard some grumblings. I mean, some players had to deal with different conditions on the first days versus the second. Then the people are mm-hmm. certainly tired if you're, you're playing a full round on Saturday morning. Some pe- people had to get up as early as like 5 a.m. to get ready to make sure that they were ready for their tea times. And... Yeah, you go through the whole day and you got to suck it up. So, but you got to suck it up and keep keep working. Yeah. So the full round one ended at we'll say about noon on Saturday, and after round one was completed, uh, we have Matt Orm in the lead at eleven under. Yeah, that was an amazing, amazing first round with a ten seventy or eighty. Ten seventy. It's a stellar start to the tournament. Um, however, at ten down, we have Simon Lazat and Kevin Kiefer coming right behind him Man. with a ten sixty two. And on then a tear. we had quite a few people at the nine and eight down to um, finish out round one. Um, but really, it was just about getting through the day because of the conditions. You know, sure. round two was, or, or rounds, um, you know, half around one and two on day two were pretty hard compared to, you know, Friday rounds for most of it until, you know, we had that delay. It was windy. It was rainy on Saturday. So, yeah, I know when we were out there, even for round two later in the day, we had to deal with some rainy conditions. So it's it's being prepped for that. So um, these are some pretty good scores, I would say, for that. Um, no, definitely dealing with it on the first day, and then those who came through. It was because of the way that uh, the weather and everything lined up. Everybody stayed on their same cards going into their second round, so there was no rescheduling and reshu- like shuffling of the cards pending score. So going into round two, we ended up having basically half the lead card with Nicolas who was a nine down and Simon, who was a 10 down. So those same feature cards. Uh, and then you also went out with the same players yeah. second round. Yeah. So it's an interesting way for the tournament to play out because, you know, everyone's used to being shuffled. Um, and for some people it worked out great because, you know, they got to play with people they enjoyed or, you know, they had a good competitive card. I heard some people were kind of grumbling about they didn't want to play with people they had played with. Um, you know, on the tour, there are those, you know, groups of people that don't necessarily get along with each other. And, you know, I would say for some players, it was probably a benefit to play both rounds together with these people. And then for some players, you know, they, f- they found it as a challenge. No, for sure. You're, you're testing all aspects of your game. Mental is going to really come in. Uh, one shout out I want to do give before we go into round two is uh, Raven Newsom acing hole three. That was wicked. He he hit that on Friday. He he only got into like five holes on the day. That was his hole hole three. Yep. That, that's that downhill. Got a nice. He got he had a, a flick I believe that came in skipped up and smashed chains. That's yeah. Sick so to get on the first day. That's a great hole to ace. I would love to ace that hole personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's get into round two. So we're still on Saturday um, with some play, some playing their full second round of the day. Mm-hmm. And after we're done, Evan Smith coming in with a 10 down on the day, 10.68 to get himself propelled to the lead and 18 under par. Simon Lazat behind him at 17 under par. And then we have quite a few people coming in right behind them. Yeah, at 16 under we have Robert Burridge, Joel Freeman, and uh, then... Rounding out a little bit lower, we have Jason Hebenheimer and uh, some some good stacked up fo- uh, following Paul Macbeth, Kevin, and Mason Ford. Yeah, I want to actually stop you right there. Uh, Paul Macbeth, 
Uh, let's talk about what he did in that second round. Yeah, second round, he freaking came out guns blazing. He he shot a 12 down. 12 down, I don't know what the course record is, but that's that's definitely fighting. That's I like, would say it's got to be either it or close. It's definitely close. He moved up 99 spots. Yeah, 1082 rated round, 99 spots to get himself into the top 10 and back into contention. Yeah, after that second round, that put him back onto chase card. He was... He was we we had him on for the third round and he's fighting for that 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 win from Chase Card. So the hardest hole on the course for round two was hole one. I uh, played at point four over par. There was a strong headwind on the the most of the day, as far as I'm aware. So I'm I'm not surprised that no, that one plays surprised. the hardest. Hole one has so much of uh, your open shot that you're really trying to put it out there, and if you're gonna push it out there you're going to come close to ob's yeah and every single hole at this course has ob on it whether it's water painted line road each hole you're going to have things to avoid um and you know moving on to the final day it was very very eventful definitely um, it was quite the battle between the top card mm-hmm. um we had some pushes from the chase card itself yeah, we would have liked to see more from Paul. Paul had he, he it just seemed like his putt was a little off that day, but he was still shooting fire. Uh, Kevin Jones was making a run. He he had some incredible shots on fourteen. I saw a, a, a wicked uh, grenade. Uh, but there the the two that came down to it was uh, Simon and Robert. Yeah, and um, I watched the playoff personally from just the coverage. So let's get a firsthand experience. How was it out there? Yeah, I was I was done with my round of the chase card. There was no chase card win this time, but it I, I was able to follow the cards. It, it became into a uh, a whole four four hole playoff. We we started on hole one. Uh, both Robert and Simon had great amazing drives. The the crowd in Iowa can show up. Let me tell you, there's so many people that were just hooting and hollering and loving it and everybody was having so much fun but it went par birdie birdie on three so after three holes they they move through yeah but hold up hold up hold up that putt on hole three hole three i was about Robert. to i was i was i was about to okay, get to i was, gonna I was say. about to get to that, that he he got blocked up he had a, a flick that got down and it hit the trees and ended early and he was from inside the woods, lofted that out, and just slammed chains. I was behind the catch cam on that position, watching him shoot out. It was it was dead silent, and then just a roar. Simon was up next, and then he had a bit more of a death putt looking down, but he was much closer. So his his putt has been what's been winning. Yeah, his putt has been phenomenal lately, I would say. So goes into a playoff. Uh, Simon is able to win on the fourth playoff hole, which mm-hmm. is a very difficult hole. It actually played as the hardest hole on the course on day f- uh, three. Um, it's a water carry, uh, 480, and he put it just outside the circle on the right-hand side. Yeah, unfortunate if you saw Robert's drive. It came in and hit a stump and bounced back another 20 feet. And from there, he had the decision to run a death putt about, I don't know, 60-plus, more than that. He decided to lay it up and challenge 
Simon to make his putt from like I don't even know if it wasn't even thirty feet. I don't it was know. I think it was outside the circle. It was outside the circle. So about sure. about thirty five feet or so. Mm-hmm. I think on coverage they said it was they thought it was forty, but then he was right outside the circle when he got up to it. Yeah. Um, so congratulations to him. This is his third event that he's won on the Pro Tour this year. That is an Maybe. incredible feat. I would say he's well on his way to winning Player of the Year at this rate. Um, I mean, he's he's really shown out and come back. He's he's fighting. He's he's definitely putting the work to become Player of the Year. Yeah. So I think actually we had a correct prediction. Then that means from last week. <laughs> I think that does. I think I am now one and zero. Isaac Goldblatt, your uh, prediction master, it seems like. Ah, it's not a don't call me master yet. Hey, hey. it ain't a streak. It ain't a streak yet. We're, we'll two, two or it's lucky? Yeah, two or it's lucky. All right, we'll, we'll get to there in a later part of the show. Um, one thing I want to shout out, though, quick before we head on to the women. Andrew Marweed once again leading in one of the putting at the elite events. This man, he's he's got... he's. Got the finesse. This is three in a row that he's been leading at least one of the putting uh, categories at the end of the event. This one specifically, he led and gained in Circle 1X. Andrew, I'm going to need some tips on the putting green soon, I think, because anybody can learn from you at that rate, I would say. I mean, he put himself up in contention. He finished, uh, or is it, tied, tied for 16th, but there was a lot tied for 16th at 17 down. Definitely going to put you up there in contention. Yeah, we had a lot of um, competitors that were packed between like three and eight, mm-hmm. but Simon and Robert kind of just, you they, know, they pushed away. They were having that. their own field day. They, they were, were in a league of their own on Sunday. A whole other six strokes. It's, it's amazing. So, congratulations to them, and let's kick it over to our FPO field. So, we're going to go into uh, round. Before we get into round one, last year we had uh, Missy Gannon who won uh, the FPO field, I believe, um, and they also had some similar uh, weather weather problems um, as this year. But I feel like it wasn't wasn't as different scattered around. Yeah. So let's let's clarify quick. The women or the FPO field did not have to do the like. Split day, Mm -hmm. same card. They were a normal event through. They shuffled cards each day. They each got their. They all got their rounds done on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, luckily they 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 teed off way before the men. They didn't have to deal with those those similar weather problems. Yeah, so I just wanted to add that quick. I'll let you get back into it there. Um, So no, we can go into round one scores. Uh, Coming off a hot round one is Kristen Tatar. Continuing her blaze, uh, ten thirty-two rated. So I was trying to look this up, and if you know it, please hit us in the comments with it. What is the highest rated women's round? Ra- rated ever? round? I don't know, but like that, that has to be close to it. I would think. I think right? that's up there. I mean, Paige probably. Maybe we can look through Paige's stats of some some. Paige good, cat, yeah. Yeah, there's probably some. I was trying to find it, like just doing some quick Google searches before the show. Yeah, I let us know. It. Drop it in the comments if you guys know. But. If you know it, drop it in the comments because that 1032 out of her is phenomenal. So she's leading the pack at a nine down. Following that, in, in tied for second with a three down is Evelina, Cynthia, and Kat. That's a, that's a 984. So in comparison, another six strokes above the field. Yeah, six strokes ahead of the field when the you know tie for second is at a very good score as, as its own. Like. For sure. Three down on that course for them is, I would say, a great score. So at two down, we had Katrina Allen, 
Valerie Mondejano, Erica Stitchcombe, and Macy Valdez. Um, the hardest hole in the day was uh, three and 18, played at a .81 over par. Uh, three, definitely, that's that downhill one. And if you don't have a precise shot through those trees, you're going to get pinched up early and you're going to be fighting through. So you want to be able to get through. And then 18, that's, that's a long green. There's a lot, lot to chew off there. Yeah, 18 is a hard hole. Um, the FP or the MPO also saw difficulty on that hole over the weekend. I would say. Um, shout out to Cat though on day one, the only birdie on hole 15. That's a, that's that's, a good, that's one. a good birdie to get. No, definitely. So on to round two, uh, we're gonna have Kristen Tatar maintain her lead. Uh, not gonna shoot as hot of a round um both of both of the macy and evelina will be following uh but kristen will be at 10 down evelina at six macy at three and then page and cat uh follow at a minus two and a minus one yeah so her one down on the round um probably to her seemed miserable compared to the previous day mm -hmm. but in all in in all realness, like that's still a good round one down, especially for the conditions they had. Um, Saturday was terrible. It was. It yeah, there was a lot. Actually, going. I shouldn't say that it wasn't terrible, no. but it was. But out of out of what they could have been dealing with, the there was a lot of wind. Uh, everything changed, um, and there was a, there was like a mist that was coming out. I was um, just gonna say it was like misting here and yeah. there throughout the day. Yeah, like we we got a little like hung up on hole three when we were out there putting on our rain gear, and then we're just like, oh, it's just misting. Let's not put it on. Oh, let's maybe put it on, and then put it on, and sure enough, then the clouds open up, and then the rain's gone. Yeah. So for them on day two, uh, hardest hole in the course is eighteen, playing at a whole stroke over par. Uh, it's no no surprise. I mean that one that one is a lot to bite off. Uh, there's that there's a few trees in the middle. I know that they tee off a little bit higher up on the hill, but then there's that large bush in the middle that most people, at least the men, play off around the backside, and you're playing uphill. Like it's a, it's a little slanted, and there's a lot of those that the park style golf that you you still have to deal with. Yeah, so it ran away to the tree line, but on the top side there was OB that ran all the way up to the basket and around. Um, and those trees in the bushes were really placed in, you know, they're really placed well for, you know, good controlled shots. So mm -hmm. you either need to take a little off or you need to go for it. And then when you're doing that, you know, you're bringing the OB into place by, you know, pulling it over a little bit, shorting it because you tried to rip on it, all those things. However, we did have one birdie on the day on hole 18, and that was Paige Pierce. Woo, congrats, Paige. So now we'll move on to round three. Kristen will continue her tear and continue her lead to win. This time she shoots a five down. She probably feels a bit better about that. But, I mean, that nine down is just, it's incredible. Yeah, that was a course record by a couple strokes, they said. So, oh, for sure. So, she finishes at 15 down. Evelina will also shoot a five down that day. Uh, but she, she follows at 11 down, uh, four strokes off. Macy in third and Kat in fourth. Those with a, a seven and a four down. Uh, very, very impressive rounds, for sure. Yeah, we had um, we also shout out Kona Panis, uh, minus six on the day to shoot a thousand rated round, That's and also the hot round for third round. 
Um, that propelled her up into the top 10. I think she got solo ninth place, I think. Yeah, so. I think. Heck, yeah. Good job, girl. Um, hardest hole in the whole course again for them was hole 18 playing mm-hmm. at point eight four over par. That's just about every single every single round. So, I mean, don't need to say too much more on that. Hole 18 is hard. Yes, very hard. And the finishing hole at that, you know. Um, Jessica Weiss, the only birdie on hole 7 for that final round. Congratulations. Some player stats for you. Uh, Kristen Tatar led T to green. I mean... She's freaking smashing it. She's leading the field. She's got a, a, a cannon on her. Yeah, no surprise there. And then uh, Katrina Allen led uh, gain uh, putting and gain putting from circle two. And Alexis Mandahano led in uh, circle one gain. That's very impressive. Coming back in to get it working on her putting. That's going to put her, push her back up, maybe even spice up her sister to have some competition. Yeah, I, I always watch them, and I'm just like – it would be so fun to have a sister or, you know, pushing for me, you a brother yeah. to, like, push you like the Robinsons mm-hmm. or for, like, them. Um, just to, you know, have that person in your corner, but also somebody that you're competing so heavily against. Uh, I think it's definitely very fun. Getting awesome, like, to travel with each other. Yeah. So, um, overall, though, a very good weekend. Um, once again, the Iowa crowd, thank you very much for showing up the way you did. Every- All the supporters, um, you know. Everybody and anybody that helped with the event. Shout out to Harry Styles, not the singer, but the, uh-huh. the barber. Let me tell you, I didn't, I'm, I didn't get a chance to get him to fix up my flow, but man, he was giving out cuts to everybody. Uh, that, that shout out, that was freaking sick to see. Yeah, so that was, that was. Is that the pro tour trying to bring on the availability of like a barber, or was that maybe just like a local thing? I think that's pretty much a local thing. Yeah. No, he's so, local to the area. Passionate about disc golf. I mean, it's 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 that's uh, that's what I thought. Once again, the Iowa showed up and showed out this weekend. We thank you so much for not only you know from a media standpoint, but also the player standpoint, um, to have those people out there and supporting each and every hole on hole five. It was always a riot. They're always cheering for you. You know, they're cheering for you, even whether you, even if you went out of bounds, Yeah, they're you know, cla- just like, Hey, have a, good- a little bit much, but no, when they were leaving the greens, that's what I thought was great. Like when the people are leaving from one green to the next, they're like almost saying goodbye. They're just like, yeah, we love you. Yeah. yeah. Keep on going on. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was really sick. So we're going to move into our, our wrap-up, um, but I want to, do you want to talk about the wrap-up first? Um, yeah, so should we go with predictions first today? Yeah, I think so. All right, so after your hot prediction from last week, um, I'm going to let you lead off. Okay. So y- you are 1-0. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck it up. No, I don't, I don't think I'll do that. I think I'm going to really think about, uh, it's a large field. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people. Worlds, baby. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I'll let you think about it. Yeah. For you in the out there, I have a question for you. In the comments, would you rather take the field or would you take Paul, Ricky, and Eagle? If you could only pick one side, would you pick those three? Or would you pick the rest of the field to win Worlds next week? Let it know in the comments. In that scenario, I, I think I, I was picking the field. But 
to beat you. There's no way I'm picking the field. <laughs> There's so many sharpshooters out there. You never know. They're, they'll, they'll come out. Some underdogs. You never know. I think. But no. Hey, I don't hey. disagree with what you're saying. You're, yep. But one Ricky basically shit the bed last week. Yeah, he's going like, to he come, come, come guns blazing. So he's going to be on a fire. Yep. Paul has been playing well, but hasn't been able to put it together for three I mean, rounds. Coming second in the world last year, it's going to really <laughs> light a fire. And Eagle, all he's been doing is resting, training, and playing with his kandama. He's, he's playing like a true <laughs> athlete, let me tell you. So, no, that's... Yeah, he's I'm, coming, he's going to... I'm taking... If 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 we were betting and I get either one of those sides... If you I'm were a betting man... But let's hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, so let us know in the comments. Who's your single pick? Rick. <laughs> Rick baby Raptor legs You already know Alright I'm going with None other than Eagle McMahon I think You know Yeah he's He's, he's he been training He has the ability to And the way he did the What he did at uh, European Open I mean he's Show me you can't And then I'll stop picking him at majors This is It's his time this is time. Step aside, young or old guys. Old guys. Nah. All right, but in all seriousness, uh, we hope we hope you everybody know, like everybody we hope everybody has, has a good time out there. Sick time at worlds. I hope Eagle wins because then I'm gonna be one and one, and he'll yeah. be one and one as well. But I'll um, be I'll be two and zero oh after Rick freaking slays this. <sighs> he could, and he could. he just might. So let's get into our favorite segment. Hey y'all, let's get to Isaac's weekend wowser. And tell us what we got this weekend. This weekend, we got a wowser for you. Let me tell you, we almost had an ace. Last week, I know, we, we, we gave some aces. Um, this week, no. But we have some runs, some ace runs, some some chains, some banging. Um, we had Jake Hebenheimer from, uh, what was it, Hole 13, 14. Hole 13. 13, 13. If he almost aced Hole 14. Whew. Yeah, never mind. I don't know how you do that. A Greg Barsby roller, maybe? Yeah. Across the bridge, up yeah. the hill. Just hit a pebble. And, yeah. All right. So you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, center gap? What? Yeah. Oh, such finesse. Turns. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was my face when I was freaking recording that. Oh. Literally everybody down we gotta there. got to watch this second One time. more time. If that doesn't hit the basket, though, that's out of bounds, is it not? Uh, it's close. It's close. I don't know. There could be some rolls. He'd be pretty close. So that is our, our weekend wowser because <laughs> wow is how it left me. Uh, but right after that, we're going to go to our, our close call because it was on that same hole. My catch cam close call was Paul. Paul, <laughs> he freaking just, he's just trying to ace it, too. He, he went out with a... a you just saw that, that that clip. He went out wide and high, came in, checked the coverage. I'm looking up. It's trickling through and just falls down right next to the, the bucket, and I'm not ready for that. But that was a close call. Competitors out there keeping you on your feet. I mean, I don't You're getting good at holding that camera steady when you get these ace, almost aces, though. Heck, yeah. I mean, uh, when, the, when they hit, I got to be ready. We got to be ready. You only get one the one chance. If you, you miss get, it, you're I, I want to make sure that I get it so y'all can see it forever. Ooh, I, just, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sound bite that. <laughs> so next next week, where where are we going? Where are we? We gonna? are headed back to Emporia, Kansas. Um, 
one of the smaller towns we go to, but number one smallest disc golf town. But probably one of the biggest communities. The biggest man. I think the whole town closes. It's literally like welcome disc golfers. So I'm excited. Um, We're gonna be here for two weeks ahead of time. You know the well, not technically, but not like ahead of the tournament. Just two weeks total time. Mm -hmm. Tournament's gonna start next Tuesday, and five day event. Five day event. I mean, there's there's plenty of stuff coming out. You guys gonna you're gonna see. We're gonna be pushing out a lot of content. There's gonna be some some different mixed dubs. There's gonna be all the different worlds games that you usually see. Um, five day event though. It's, it's plenty of golf to to see Ricky win. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. Go Eagle, baby. Hey, yeah. All right, folks. Thank you for watching. Uh, we'll catch you after Worlds. Keep banging them chains. How we doing? Keep it moving. <laughs>